You're listening to the PR Wind Down Podcast, the show for public relations professionals who are ready to see real change in the PR industry. We are your hosts, April White and Laura Schooler. Let's get ready to wind down. Um, so, Laura, welcome to the PR Wind Down Podcast with April, your voiceless host, co-host. Were you screaming at a hockey basketball or baseball game yes no I want to go with that though I like that idea let's say hockey okay there's a lot of sports going on right now so I only know the Philadelphia Flyers okay they're hockey that's hockey right you yes you're at you were in Philadelphia yeah I don't think they're playing right now oh I I don't know that much about hockey, but they're in playoffs and I'm not sure. How is that? How is that Coachella? Oh, right. Were you at a big concert and screaming? Yeah. Were you screaming because Frank Ocean backed out of the last minute? Yes. (laughs) I was very upset. And I yelled so loud. I lost my voice. All right. Well, why? Why? (laughs) That's what happened. Let's go with that. How are you and your voice? I'm jealous of your voice today. I mean, my voice, you know, literally is fine, but my voice is a woman or as a human. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's resonating in the universe. Okay. But how are you outside of your voice? This got very like abstract all of a sudden. I'm fine inside or outside of my voice, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. With that, should we let our guests in? Maybe he will have something more concrete and less weird and abstract to say. <laughs> I suspect he may. Okay, great. Hi, everybody. Today, our guest is Aaron Quicken. He's the founder and CEO of Profit, an AI-driven SaaS platform designed by and for PR professionals, part of the Stagwell Marketing Cloud. Welcome. It's great to be here. And that was an amazing introduction. I could have said it better myself. Way better than I would have yeah. given with my bad voice. No, good voice. Good voice. Well, thank All you. All good. Yeah. <laughs> so we're super excited to talk to you today about, and I'll let Laura explain this because I sound like a frog, but we're super excited to hear about this PR industry research report that you recently put out. We've talked to you before, Aaron, but I feel like AI has gone leaps and bounds in just the last few months since we spoke. It has. Um, it's interesting because, you know, we actually fielded this research several months ago. And since then, of course, there's been a lot more research being conducted. I think in May, uh, Provoke and Eco and also Profit and Newswhip, we all also commissioned another round of research. I think we should stop with the research because it's all saying the same thing, which is, most PR people are frustrated at their existing tools, and they are very interested in the AI, and they're also cautious, as they should be, because we're trained to find fault. We're skeptical by nature. That is part of our half part of our role when we work with clients or higher ups. It's it's been an interesting journey for us. You know, we've been in this since 2019, when we pitched the idea, we built the MVP in 2020, we commercialized it and started selling in 2021. And this thing called ChatGPT came into the fore in, let's say, fall of 2022, if I'm getting that right. Here we are in April of 2023. And mm. ChatGPT is cool because it's raised some awareness and some utility, but it's really a toy, right? It's not a tool. 
there needs to be more voice and more discussion around that distinction. Profit is a tool for professionals by professionals where we're templating different pain points and workflows to make what I call the new crop of PR people, communications engineers, more productive, performative, and predictive. You know, why can't we analyze using AI what reporters have written on the past to determine interest and sentiment in the future with my pitch? And then we layered in generative AI, so we're able to do the two together. And it has been, you know, truly transformative. And I think this is just the beginning. I think that, you know, what we're talking about right, right now is like, oh, wow. But I can't wait to have the same conversation six months from now, a year mm. from now. Our monthly update with Aaron Quitkin. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy to come back every month, in fact, to talk about this. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I have not used chat gpt yet i've like kind of like gotten to really? the front door and not used it what yeah don't do it don't do it no you should play around with it it's fine look i think you can have entire conversations with it it's very weird well what's also happened in the last several weeks is you've got all these like wannabes who like oh i've created a press release generator and you know and they're copying all of our language whatever it's not about generating press releases that's that's insulting to me and to you i'm sure as pr professionals that's like what two three percent if that of what we, right, do. we do right it's it's second to the annoying question of who do you know yeah like, like that's so irritating. It's so right. Offensive. What reporter is your best friend? Yeah. Yeah. All that, right? It's it's just so obnoxious. When I think about the application of AI to our world, it's how do I make my pitch more interesting? And then how do I find out who's interested in that pitch? And the interesting part is the generative AI part. You know, we used to back in the day, I'm way older than you guys, I've been doing this for 30 years plus. We used to actually read. And, you know, personalize our pitches and now, you know, young to mid-level people to spam the shit out of reporters. And they wonder, and every agency is like, no, our people don't do that. They 100% do that. Totally. I haven't written for Forbes since 2021. I still get pitches for Forbes, even though I haven't written for Forbes in like two years. You wonder why attrition rates are so high. We can't retain our staff. You wonder why they live Fines. in like you know, despair, you know, and sadness. And it's because they're doing mundane, terrible work that's not high value or high level anymore. Mm-hmm. Do they want to, and they don't know how, or are they sort of happy to like use this stuff, not realizing that's the bane of their existence? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that, you know, we've all gotten a little lazy because we're just electronically having like relationships with reporters, if we want to call them relationships. Right. I think that AI, if used properly, can be used as a great upskilling tool. And I also think that it will save time. I and mean, look, our platform, not to plug our platform, but I will just for a second, we can do in like 20 seconds what it takes somebody two hours to do, social posts, pitches, different tones, and, and we can do it concurrently. So I think that's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. What I'm really hearing though is not just about media. I'm also hearing about internal comms. You think about the changing environment and how much more internal comms there is and the need for internal comms, especially from senior execs around sensitive issues. I think AI can help with that because we're able to kind of assess what's trending and where those third rail issues are and the types of language we should be using. So I'm, I'm finding the whole thing very interesting and very exciting. That's cool. Where do you think things are going to go in like a year from now? Because I know things are changing really fast. I'd say further out, but I feel like a year from now, it'll be a whole different universe. 
Well, I'm looking at voice skills. So I'm actually in a room that doesn't have one, thank God, so I can say its name. But imagine being able to say to Alexa, hey, Alexa, because this is what we used to do. And we actually worked in offices and actually spoke to each other and had real relationships with humans. Yeah. Say, hey, Alexa, I have a story idea. And then, you know, can you draft this pitch for me? And um, can you check profit to see what you know, podcasters, influencers, reporters, others would be interested in this. And she sent it to me. And that I think is next level kind of, you know, mm-hmm. voice skill. I think that's really interesting. I, I don't think that AI will ever be as creative as humans. It won't have judgment. It won't have values, but yeah. it can give you alternative ways to find point of connectivity between your pitch and an end audience. Yeah. And how do you feel about where, AI is going to be able to take over or not take over for written content when it comes to PR and content marketing. I think it's a great assistant. You know, when I used to run an agency uh, and I, on my own, as well as for others for many, many years, I used to say, well, I just need someone who can get me like 50% of the way there in a first draft. Our tool, uh, for sure, we and we named it Taylor after Taylor and Billions because it's clairvoyant. You can see around corners, challenges status quo. I always wanted to have a Taylor, but I couldn't find one, so I built one. Mm. Our tool can get you there. It can get you sometimes 30% of the way there, 50% of the way there. And like, I like the whole idea of being able to put prompts in to create something. I don't think that is like the main utility of AI in our world. I think the main utility is how do you take a piece of content or an idea and turn it into a pitch? Because that's what we're doing all the time is we're pitching. How do you punch it up and find resonance and find the right reporter or influencer or podcaster or have you to cover that story idea? Right. Aaron, Aaron, I want to ask you our famous question. This is my natural hair color. This, I know you're <laughs> yeah. right. No. Yes. How did you know it's I was going to ask you that? Yeah, skin color. Yes. I like it. I like, how, where can I get that? Less chance. Uh, it depends how spiritual you are. I would say if you are spiritual, God. <laughs> That's where it came from. <laughs> okay. And if you're not? Yeah. Uh, just your, my parents. Whatever Jeans. your parents' first names Jeans. are, yeah. Yeah, exactly. John Hilarious. and Maria. Yeah. Selma and um, Myron. Oh, but were they yeah. had normal names. Okay. No, so what oh, I was going to ask. Is Jack. Yeah, by the way, I could just kind of digress. Sorry. So April's trying to ask a question. I was, I was going to ask you. This is a choose your own adventure two-part question. So you can okay. pick one of the two. Either answer, what do you want to ask us? Or what question did we not ask you that we should have? I wanted to ask you why you chose to do this podcast and how you can be so fun and punch drunk without being drunk. <laughs> I say that as a compliment. You guys are a lot of fun. Like I don't unless unless there's like bongs that are off camera that I can't see. This is fun as shit. This is great. This is just good. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking Waterloo. I always make a plug for Waterloo. Or is eating McDonald's or drinking McDonald's. Or no, it's not McDonald's. So. Wait, what is it? I have a pizza Sonic. place right across the street from me. <laughs> oh my it's god. Sonic. It's not. It's not. I don't eat fast food. Well, sometimes, okay. but not usually. I only eat pizza that's fast from across the street. It's not fast right. food. Yes, it's from, you it's know, New York. A family food. from New Jersey who owns the pizza place on the corner in the city. So it's not chain fast food. I support small food, business. But it's small business fast food. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So okay. Wait, what was my question? Oh, yeah. So how do you make it so fun? Because I've been on so many podcasts and this is really fun. You're very sweet. Thank you for saying. So how do we, t- basically 
I started Trust Relations in large part as an agency to kind of cut through the BS of the industry and do things the way that I thought they should have been done all along, rather than just, you know, complaining in a corner from freelance land after I bowed out of the agency world because I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, so essentially the podcast follows suit with that. So it's like a little bit of that disruptor vibe where we're just going to call it like it is and not kind of sugarcoat it. It's funny. We actually just won an award for the podcast, um, which is very exciting. And I think in large part, wait, wait what, what award? The Hermes award. Nice. Congratulations. Well, wait, you. do I get money? You get the clout and recognition and you can put it on your LinkedIn. Bragging rights. That's amazing. Yeah. But I think in large part, it's because the other PR podcasts that I've listened to basically are trying to PR PR. Mm -hmm. It feels like, let's talk about how great PR is. And we're kind of doing the opposite. We're like, let's talk about everything that's wrong. Right. How to fix it. What should we have been trained on that we weren't? How do we help industry professionals? Like, how do they make them feel less alone in this world? They know that, you know, stuff like this has happened to us. And so when it happens to them, they don't feel so alone and they don't feel like, okay, nobody understands that I'm great. The PR industry can have kind of a gaslighting effect on people, I think, because you're like, wait, am I, am I, is this okay? Is it, maybe it's not okay. Maybe it is okay. Maybe it's me. Right. Or am I the only one who doesn't know what this means or how to do this? And I can't ask anybody because then they'll know I don't know. And then they'll think I'm stupid and then they'll yell at me and then they'll make me feel horrible. I mean, that's like a PR agency. I have this slide I often use saying PR has an interiority and an inferiority problem. The interiority is we're just navel gazers and we spend yes. all the time helping others tell their stories of transformation and digital. Yes. But we don't care. We're not focused on how do we improve our own processes. Mm-hmm. And the inferiority is all the ad agencies and creative agencies because they're in front of the curtain. They're getting, you know, Hermes awards and all sorts of stuff all the time. Whereas we're behind the curtain. We're that invisible hand. Yet mm-hmm. when goes down who do they call we're the first responders right right yeah and we probably get paid less most of the time too 100 percent. that's the case i think about lawyers too i mean when there's a when there's a legal issue they call the lawyer and they call the pr person and they're making 10 times more money probably in in some cases so yeah well that's so interesting because one of the impetuses behind creating profit was because i'm a crisis guy originally and i wanted to test crisis statements and part of my frustration is dealing with lawyers. Mm-hmm. I, I love lawyers. My sister's a lawyer. Friends are lawyers, whatever, who try to edit the shit out of my stuff. And I'm like, is that legal advice or is that comms advice? And they're like, well, mm-hmm. it's not really legal. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Then shut the f- up. Because I had no data to support my position, right? Yeah. Our entire industry is based on gut instinct and like sometimes charm and with me, good looks, clearly. And yeah. it's like, and we have no data to backstop it, right? It's always like, so how do I replace guessing with knowing? And especially dealing with general counsels and inside, you know, lawyers and mm-hmm. trying to explain <laughs> to them, oh, this is the, this is this is the data to support why I structured it this way to either mitigate and or balance out a reaction to this issue. Yeah. Not to get all serious. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that. no, it's very interesting. I know we have to wrap. People's like, this is so interesting. i just try i'm like if i talk is it gonna come out as like a like an actual voice like it's it's like it's anyone's guess erin also asked how are we so fun and yeah oh how are we so fun laura you answer that part because we sort of have a a lucy uh, ethel thing going on i think lucy and ethel who's lucy who's ethel 
Oh boy, that's a that's that's my cohort. Maybe Thelma and Louise. Maybe no. <laughs> I, I've used that a lot. <laughs> that recently. didn't end well. That didn't end well, actually. <laughs> well, we're not done yet. We might go off over Aww. the cliff. Oh wait, in that case, I'm Brad Pitt, right? Oh yes, you are. <laughs> that's a yeah, you are. Fresh. No, we'll give it to you. Thank you. <laughs> only Veronica, you can't, Veronica's not on camera, but I can see she's just like, no. <laughs> only, only if you promise to do the burn after reading dance that Brad Pitt does. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Laura, Laura, I think we're fun because Laura's funny and I lean into it. <laughs> you're both funny. And you're not like overly like worried about your words, which I think is important. I say this as a PR person, meaning you just kind of tell it like it is. And that's like refreshing. Thank that's you. Nice. We try. It was nice. It's like we also full disclosure, we also have an editor. So if we say something, it really goes off the rails, she cuts it. There's so many things I'm gonna do and say and books I'm gonna write after I retire. People better hope they're dead by the time I'm that age. Yeah, I often joke I need like a, a pen name for the book I'm going to write about all the crises I've been involved in and that I've seen. Yeah. There's nothing on Netflix that comes even close. Maybe right. the menu. Maybe the menu. Have you seen that? That's no. so good. <laughs> oh, I just changed your life. The menu. Great movie. Write it down. Okay, so Aaron, what do you want to plug before you leave and where can people you find you? Visit our site. It is, I'm not going to say www. Please don't. <laughs> Actually, is. I have a funny story about that. Tell us, and then I'll tell you my funny story. It is uh, prprofit.ai, and uh, we have a free version. You know, before you get frustrated, no, we don't share, like, contact information or a free version. We do that, like, little grayed out thing. It's not that it's not there. Just to give you kind of a sense and a flavor for how it works and how you can regenerate content and things like that. Love it. Awesome. Before I forget to tell you this story, and we actually say goodbye. So I had a spokesperson once who was a celebrity athlete, and he was plugging Windstream, which is a communications firm. And every single time he did an interview, he's like, and visit www.windstream.com. Every time, www. The interweb. For more information, go to www. We're like, you don't have to use that. You're like, use HTTPS backslash. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, please don't. Anyway, with that, we're going to let you go for now and have you back uh, for our AI updates. Ongoing. Yeah, it's so much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, so much fun. You guys well, thank back. you. Hopefully I have a voice next time. I like it. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Aaron. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. bye. See you later. This is where I hang up. I'm gonna do the laptop slam. You wanted to, yeah, Rockstar Slam. Gary's gone. Bam, he's gone. That's hilarious. Here's today's horror story. Woo. Dear April and Laura, I'm in a weird situation. I am new to PR. I've been working in agencies for about two years, and I am an AC. But I came into PR a bit late, and before this, I worked at a construction company where I was the office manager, and I pretty much ran everything from customer contracts to mail intake to payroll to job scheduling. One of the clients I am on now is a tech platform for worksite safety. It's basically a compliance app that is intended to help supervisors for landscapers, builders, etc., and make sure their safety protocols are up to code. We've been working on some messaging for this client to do an in-app software update announcement, and the materials are going to be sent directly to the platform user's phones. I helped with the pre-writing, and my AM on the account handled the reviews and edits. 
The problem is that she made the copy sound really corporate. I know from my previous work experience that this is not going to resonate with the workers. The client already said adoption is pretty slow because all these experienced guys running their job sites aren't very interested in being forced to use a safety app, even if the tech is really good. I think we'd be doing a disservice to the client if we send something this stuck up sounding to their platform users, and it could actually <laughs> hurt their problem with getting people to be excited about the app. Yeah. I tried to explain that to my manager, but she said I wasn't seasoned enough to understand her edits and that someday I would get it. Wait. I feel that like I, for once, actually have some useful expertise here. I know I'm new to PR, but this is something I just happen to know a lot about, communicating with the workers. I don't want to embarrass ourselves or hurt the client, but I don't want to offend my manager by forcing the issue. What do I do? Thanks. Another brick in the wall. Another brick in the wall. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Somebody has some, I know. Some cultural All expertise all, there. Just a... Another brick in the wall. Me singing with this voice is really something. You're like uh, Janis Joplin with that voice. Am I? Come on and take it. Come on. Take it. <laughs> so my one question, actually, my first question is, mm -hmm. this doesn't really sound like a PR thing. This is, they, a, this is a manage up thing. No, no, no. I mean, what they're doing, it's like they're talking to the workers. I mean, is this it's, an a, a tech app? To, it's more of a marketing thing. It definitely blurs into it. But I think either way, it's still a managing up slash client face okay. so, yes. issue, right? Because it's like, it's more about if you know your manager is doing something that makes your client look bad, where does your responsibility start and stop for like intervening, basically, is the question, I think. Even. I can't help it. That's I'm starving. You can eat. I'm going to try to talk with my frog voice. So I think this is really tricky. If they already tried to explain it, they could maybe try to explain one more time, but then they run the risk of looking pushy because otherwise you end up going around them and going straight to the client to tell them, or you have to elevate above their head to their management. Well, I want to back up a step. Do we know if the audience is really the guys, and I'm just going to use guys because I assume it's mostly guys in the field, or is it maybe the more white collar managers of these construction companies i mean mm. you know what i'm saying like i don't know if i 100 percent understand what the audience is and maybe in one case the more senior person is actually correct with the type of language that should be used or maybe this more senior person is just so used to this is how you write and how you talk and that and she's not willing to come off of that to actually communicate in a different way to a different type of audience so the thing is because i actually have done a bunch of construction pr and i actually know this industry really well myself okay you're talking about typically more like salt of the earth down to earth tend to be blue collar yeah i think the concern that was expressed in the letter is that it's like if you're coming off highfalutin and like too hoity-toity they're gonna think you're asshole. yeah i totally get that i mean okay 
it's intended to help supervisors for landscapers, builders, et cetera. Those people may be more willing to hear the like more polished language than the guy who's digging the the pipeline or whatever. Yeah. I'm just not sure that I understand or that she understands what the specific audience is. So in that way, I'm saying that her AM may not be incorrect. I don't want to just assume that the AC is correct because... Right. So it could be that this person is just overreacting. So I need them to understand like who is actually... I still think it's weird that PR people are writing this messaging. Yeah. Because usually we're writing to reporters. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I still think... Let's just put a button on like what the advice is, regardless of the confusion around what PR or not, because I don't know if that helps our audience. What do you do if you're super, if you think your supervisor is wrong? I think, I think my final answer is you try to bring it up once and explain it as fully as you can. And like, if it's not taken, you're an AC, not your responsibility. They fuck it up. They fuck it up, you know, like, but because you don't want to put your neck in the ringer. As they say. I mean, yeah, you pick your battles kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. So like, you know, once it's done, I will leave it after that. I guess so. It's not like life and death situation here. So I think that's what I would do. And if the client comes back and says, this is not at all in the right voice, then yeah. you can be like, I was right. But it will get yeah. fixed somewhere along the line, right? Yeah, it'll either come back to haunt them or it'll get fixed somewhere. But it is right. You don't have to compromise your relationship with your supervisor. I still say you got to make sure that you as the AC understand the audience that yeah. is being spoken to because you might yeah, yeah, yeah. think that you know more than you know. Yeah, yeah. Because believe me, Fair. I, I do it now and I definitely did it when I was younger. Yeah. You're like, you you know, you think you know everything is what they say yeah, about the, uh, totally. the youth. And then you I realize mean, that you, what you don't, you don't even know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So just be careful. If you decide to like press this AM, make sure you really know what you're saying so that you, you're not wrong. You yeah, don't want to be I wrong agree. in like stating your case. So I totally agree. Do you want me to try to do part of the close or do you want to do the whole close? I'll do the whole thing. Thank you for tuning into the PR Wind Down podcast. And thank you to Aaron for joining us for an interesting interview. <laughs> Remember to submit your own agency stories and questions and to share our show with your friends and colleagues in PR. If you subscribe and leave us a rating, it'll help us find more listeners and reach more listeners even, like you. Like you. And if you have an anonymous PR horror story of your own, send it our way at the contact email below the episode notes. We can't wait to wind down with you again next Next time. time. Do you like how I like hip hop punched it for you? Just some couple spots. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, get it, Flavor Flav. Yeah, it's like your hype man. Yeah. Next time. That is the coolest microphone, though. I don't remember that last time. Thank you. Um, I think I look. We both have it. Matching microphone. Our road microphone. Uh, I think I like April's better. No offense. I think hers is better. Yeah. They're identical. I just have mine at a different angle. I know. <laughs> My looks like I'm ready to eat a corn dog at the Iowa State. Fair. Really knows how to, to hurt people. Okay.
also maybe a little bit phallic. Sorry. I, All right, I will do it. Oh, and we can. I didn't realize it till I did it. I was like, no, that looks bad. Okay, are we ready I for me it. to do I this? I saw it. Look, you embarrassed him. Aaron's like, why am I on this podcast? You <laughs> <laughs> can't talk, and she's like eating her microphone like a. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Okay. 